some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Model Club TV episode 30. Oh, you drew a picture. Look at that. Well done. How Thanks. long did that take? Uh, but well, I had a lot of time because by the time you got ready to do the episode, I yeah, okay. <laughs> We're here. How are you, Scott? You good? I'm swell. It's been a good week, week and a half. It's been the best week ever because you didn't talk to me. Is that what it is? No, I talked to you, unfortunately, but <laughs> too much. Oh, I no, saw you. My coffee cooled off. Her underwear's back. Dang it. Oh, well, oh. I'm okay. Thanks for asking, Scott. Oh, that's great. You okay? Good. We have a bit of an unusual show today. We have a guest, sort of. Sort of guest. Elaborate, Scott, a little bit. We're going to call it a 3D artist profile. Okay. And this is a gentleman that I've been buying a lot of STLs from. <laughs> um, You're feeding his children. I, well, I'm trying. And okay. uh, his name is well winner spelled u-e-l-w-i-n-n-e-r but he sent us actually an mp4 on how to pronounce his name so it's like well winner okay so, uh, there we go this is awesome we're gonna get into it and he's where and, in the uh, world he's he is in brazil awesome and um boy i should have practiced uh where that was from um so i don't <laughs> say it wrong but we'll get we'll, to we'll edit it we'll edit um, other than that, uh, Scott, let's do our giveaway first. Very first giveaways, giveaways, uh, remind people what we're giving away this episode on your end. And I'll do my end. We're giving away from monsters in the woods. John Deary sculpted by Jeff Yeager, a quarter scale, Mr. Hyde bust, uh, the bust itself cast by me, the base cast by John Deary. Sculpted by Jeff Yeager. And the molds are near the end. So this might be one of the last casts. Oh, wow. Okay. To uh, remold it. So, um, but uh, yeah. And we're going to give that away first, I guess. And then uh, what are you giving away? Yeah, we're giving away the Thor from Hang Hilger, all the way from Luxembourg. Uh, I'll remember everyone's contact information. If you want one of these kits, if you don't win, will be down below in the uh, video description. So please check them out. They have been awesome to us. Everyone who gives us a kit to give away, uh, especially these last two are, are pretty good kits here. So mm -hmm. please try and help all these people out. They're garage kit makers. They're not making a lot of money. Uh, what do you want to do first? You decide I'm Mr. Hyde. Oh Yeah. Everyone thinks you're Mr. Hyde. Not everyone. Most people. Okay. The smart you, people did. You and that Brian Clark guy are influencing <laughs> people. <laughs> what? Get out of here. All right, we're pulling for Hyde. Well, let's do it this way. I pulled a Thor. So let's do that. Okay. Why did you mix them? Because it's easier that way. Because some of them are for both. So this one is a Thor winner. So we'll do okay, Thor. So, Thor. Thor. So it's Goyla Sterling. You have won the Thor kit. Who? What? Give me the name again. Goyla Sterling. Okay. 
Excellent. Congratulations, Goyle. Uh, it lives in Russia or something. Yeah, oh, God damn me. it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be. All right. No, send us an email at modelclubtv at gmail.com. And here we go for Mr. Hyde. If it's a both or Hyde, it wins. If it says Thor, we put it back. Oh, look at that. We pulled up specific Thor and a specific Hyde. Starlighting Productions. Projects. Starlighting Projects. Matthew Lawrence. Matt Lawrence has won the Hyde. We're not sending him nothing. Oh, man. So thank you, both you guys. And girls. I think girl. Uh, I think Goyle is a girl. I'm assuming. Oh, I'm great. assuming gender. Great. I'm dead. I'm dead. Anyway, congratulations to everyone on those winners. And please send us an email. We'll get those out to you. And thank you to everyone who sent in kits. Yes, we really appreciate it. Um, we have a real good one coming. But oh, we yeah. say what it is. But we I will a give a hint. Really... It is going to be our Christmas giveaway. Yes, we are going to have a Christmas giveaway. Because this is a good one. So. Christmas giveaway. So it's a big deal. Anyway, Scott, have you seen any movies in the last two weeks? I have. What? I have seen a movie. Holy crap. What did you see? So. Oh, this got to be good. <laughs> <laughs> what did you see? Wait, was it? Was it Suicide Squad? No, it's never going to be Suicide Squad. Although I wanted to commit suicide after watching what I did watch. <laughs> so. <laughs> I happened to tune to uh, Svengoolie last week. Okay. And War of the Colossal Beast was on. Now, this is a sequel to The Amazing Colossal Man, which I think is an AI movie, uh, B movie. And wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, I I believe I could be wrong. Um, But anyway, it's actually not a bad movie. The first one is not a bad movie. And so the second one is a sequel to the first one. I don't think I've even seen the first one. Then, and um, so at at the end of the first one, spoilers, spoilers. At the end of the first one, the amazing colossal man. We're doing spoilers from movies from the from the fifties. Well, because I might not have seen. That's it. true. So right. at the end of the amazing colossal man or whatever, he gets shot off. I don't even remember. It's been so long. Off the Hoover Dam. But I do remember that, I think. So in this movie, half of his face is gone and you can see his skull and his teeth and he's got a scar on his shoulder. And this is like most of the model kits of this character are from the sequel. Yeah. And so the first time you see him, he's walking around kind of. And you're like, is it going to get any better than this? And no, the answer is no, it does not get any better than this. Um, different actor plays him, <laughs> which is why I guess they did the makeup like they did it. Half his face is gone. Yet they have a flashback scene with the original actor with scenes from the original movie. Okay. So it, it's just, it's really bad. And then spoiler number two for the end of this movie, when he gets um killed, he gets electrocuted. Believe me, yeah. And when he grabs the wires, all of a sudden the movie's in color. 
Like it was black and white. And I had never known this because I had never seen the movie before. I... And he grabs it. And he's, you know, so that's actually uh, kind of cool. So anyway, I like that. Was, uh... I don't think I've seen it since like Spengooly when I was a kid. So I don't remember anything about it. I always thought it when I see kids, I'm like, eh, that's kind of dumb. But I, I, it's one of those things. I think I think you had to be there to enjoy it. Yeah. Don't you wonder though? You know, because I'm a sick bastard. I wonder on movies like that. Like, you know, what what is what does this guy make a new fishing lake every time he pees? <laughs> and like, you know, I mean, craps. Okay. What? Well, where's the amazing colossal crap going? Okay. <laughs> So anyway, uh, enough of that. Yeah, so, but I at least saw a movie that I had. You did seen see a movie before. that, like, uh, congratulations! I saw two. Well, I saw one movie, and I've been watching a series. Uh, the movie I saw was Pig with Nicolas Cage, and I loved it a lot. I was going in thinking it was going to be John Wick, but with a pig, and it was John Wick. But the opposite of that. See, I wouldn't know what that means because. Because you haven't seen John Wick. There you go. God damn it. Um, I don't know how to explain this because I don't want to give anything away. But if you do see Pig, think of it going in as John Wick, but the opposite. If you've seen John Wick. John Wick likes to go in. His dog gets. Spoilers. In the beginning of the first John Wick, his dog gets killed, and he goes after the people that killed his dog. And he goes after them hard. With violence. The opposite is this. And I loved Pig. It's really good. Please. There's no model kit potential. It's good. The other thing I've been watching is on Warhammer Plus, my Angels of Death series. And it is amazing. I'm sure it's, it is. It, I, it's the only thing I don't like about it is each episode is only like 17 minutes long and they're dragging the whole thing out forever because that's what they do on these services things. But not kind of like this show. <laughs> yeah. No, we go super long. We don't drag it. We drag it out, but we go. We long. Um, it's done in just black and white and red and it looks so cool that way. So check it out. Warhammer plus angels of death and pig. Please watch pig. I think it needs more people to see it. It's really, really good. Well, I have something else that tweaked me. Uh Oh, so I was buzzing around on eBay. And I came across this auction. And I'm looking at this round base. <laughs> and I go, boy, this looks familiar. Oh, no. And I went into my refrigerator and I pulled out the Tropicana orange juice. I know exactly what you're talking about. And. What this base is, is a lid to a Tropicana orange juice uh, that someone said, I'm going to pour rubber on this and cast it and sell them on eBay for nine bucks a piece. And according to this, he sold 10 of them. And I'm like, it's not a bad base. <laughs> no, I've saved it for that reason. It looks like a drum. Yeah. Okay. And you'd have to sand on the top, which would be the bottom of this photo. I think it does say Tropicana, so you'd have to sand that so off. So you just put but it on it, the belt sander and, yeah, and, <laughs> and throw in rubber. Gone. But, you know, I thought it was kind of cool. Oh, let me try. oh, wait, hold on. Uh-oh. You just have one laying there? 
I actually did, it? yes. Okay. Wow. Ah, that's hilarious. But they do say Tropicana. <laughs> hey, okay. good, good for him. Or and her. I'm like, Not wow. assuming gender again. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, how much is he selling it for? Nine bucks. Is that plus shipping? Yeah, I'll send someone five bucks for shipping. Oh, no, free shipping, too. Okay, all right. So, nice. basically, because of what shipping is these days, he's probably making about two dollars on both of these. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if you're going to pay nine bucks for one of these, you know, I'm sorry. <clears throat> you know, and I never want to hurt anybody's sales, but go buy some fucking orange juice. Drink the orange juice. It's good for you. Scott, this person may be a viewer. If they are, we want you on right. as a guest. All right. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I want to talk to you about this great idea. Okay. Let's go. Enough. I, right. I just, it was right. funny. It was uh, that's fun. crazy. All right. News and reviews. Here we go. News and reviews. So here we go. From Paul Gill. Wait, that's oh, not no. Paul Gill again. Uh, stop it. Paul. Just right. stop it, Jason. That's not Paul. That's his dog. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. From Paul Gill, we have Amy from Fright Night. Now, I actually have like a little press release, so I'm going to read it. A press release? Yes. Um, sculpted by Mark Van Tyne. Amy the Vampire, played by Amanda Burris, is easily the most recognizable monster in the film Fright Night. I wanted to portray her in all her sexy hideousness in this new quarter-scale bust. She's quarter-scale. I think he just said that. And stands a total of 10 inches tall on her gothic architecture, architecture base, surrounded by screaming, tortured skulls and interchangeable front plate. Also, a signed certificate of authenticity with exclusive artwork will accompany each kit. Um, we'll be adding all her friends throughout the coming months, so keep an eye out. Price is $100 plus shipping and handling. Kits will start shipping in October. PM Paul Gill, if interested. So I was totally shocked when I found out one day that when, after watching this movie as a kid, she has a see-through shirt. You're like, oh, look, you can kind of see stuff. Uh, that it's Marcy from Married with Children. <laughs> like, ew, the bird. Um, but yeah, no, that's a cool kit. Okay. Well done, all involved there. All right, next from Paul. The next we have, well, it's actually from Jeff Yeager. Oh, from Yeager, um, okay. But it'll be Paul um casting it and everything okay uh the next in the line of the jaeger army and this is billy bats one six scale uh billy bats and i think we all know why it's billy bats and yep. actually i think this is like this lightness is fantastic on this um obviously uh mr lugosi and a bomber um yeah that's <laughs> thing and cost on this is going to be $40 plus shipping and handling. And that's scheduled to ship sometime in October as well. And also uh, you can get a hold of Paul for that. And then Paul gave us a little uh, sneak peek here uh, of what will be the next in the hammer line of busts. And this is Baron Meinster from the Brides of Dracula. Have you and seen the Brides I, of Dracula? I have not seen the Brides of Dracula, but there's some nice looking Brides of Dracula. Yes. I believe there will be more in that series. All right. We have this from Typhon Studios, Scott. 
this Millicent Patrick tribute piece, which is pretty gorgeous, sculpted by Jeff Yeager. Uh, wow. Yeah, this is really beautiful, and you know, I don't, I don't want to basically go into a pissing contest. There's also <laughs> a gentleman that did one in um, at Wonderfest. It was a full. I think it was Sean uh, Kyle figure Sean Kyle and um it was really nice you know definitely but man this is really nice I'm looking at the photo right now where she's kind of working on the head yeah. she's got her hand in the mask and stuff and, and um I like the composition a lot the way yeah it, yeah it flows this is really nice and for those that don't know she helped design the creature from the black lagoon and I believe some other 50s uh monsters if I'm not mistaken so I, I saw somebody comment on the thread the, and it's my worry too is she's wearing a pinstripe coat. So to paint that you're painting pinstripes <laughs> that are tiny, like tiny pinstripes, but there's ways to do it, but it's just, Oh yeah. There's things. the, uh, I see the actual photo. Yeah. Yeah. There's ways to do it. It's called don't do it. Okay. <laughs> but keep it in a box like Scott. <laughs> well, either that or just do it. Yeah without i mean these you got stripes for man they're very yeah they're tiny um but really a nice piece yeah it is a nice piece really nice piece and what's funny is mike sent me this earlier in the week don't show anybody yet and then boom it shows up on facebook so so we're putting it up mike if we weren't supposed to we apologize but i figured once it's on facebook it's kind of yeah. fair game it's fair game. for us because we're we're, we're thieves yeah, we're yeah. back. The last thing I want to talk about is uh, Kendall Conniff has sent us in a bunch of stuff we'll talk about later in the episode, but he did send this picture in, and I had seen it like the exact same moment he had sent it in. This is a Sergio Calvo paint job, and if you're not following on on Instagram, please check him out. Amazing paint jobs, and this is a miniature from, it's not really miniature because it's a little bigger than, I think it's like one twelfth scale maybe or something. Uh, from Black Sun Miniatures, and just check that paint job out. It's just killer, absolute killer paint job. So I wanted to spot like that. Sergio Calvo, follow him on uh, Instagram. Good stuff. And are these um? I'm looking. These almost got to be three D rendered. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. That's amazing. Yeah, it's just they he, the stuff they crank out. When you go to Wonderfest and you don't see this, I'm not gonna. Okay, the workbench, Scott. The workbench. The workbench. What you been working on, Scott? What? Of course, what have I been working on? I've been (laughs) working on 3D printing because I'm a maniac. You are a maniac. How many have you cranked out this week? What's going on? Three or four. Okay. Um, I don't know. I know when you stopped by, didn't we do a count? And I've like, I think we did. I bought 28 files and I've printed like 25 of them already. Nice. And actually when this one's done and let's see if we can guess who it is. Frankenstein Jr. And he is called Frankenstein. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> then I'll have one more left. But I know that the gentleman that we're going to highlight here in a few minutes has got more coming, so I'm sure it'll cost me some more money. And Excellent. 
doesn't just cost me money for files. It costs me money to buy the resin and <laughs> everything else. So, yeah, it's it is not a cheap side of the hobby. Well, I will, I can attest to that. So, what have you printed? What what's he got coming out new? Um, that you printed already. I, oh, that I've printed already. Well, I've printed Secret Squirrel, and which Morocco just came Mode, out, right? Which just came out, I think, last Saturday. Okay. And because I've developed a little friendship, he gave me like a sneak preview and said, "Yeah, this is coming out Saturday." And I'm like, "Oh, cool!" And so Saturday, all day Saturday, I'm clicking on CG Trader to like, "Is it out yet? <laughs> is it out? Has this number of gone up yet?" And as soon as it did, bam! I went and bought it, and. uh he was also nice enough to send me this Saturday's, which we can show now because by the time this airs, it'll be out. And that'll be uh, Peter Ponimus and Soso from the Hippo Hurricane Holler. And we'll put that photo up here as well. And so that'll be coming. That's not on the photos we'll show later yet. I really love this guy's work. There's like two guys I bought all my files from. It's one of two guys. It's Diego that we showed a couple episodes back and well that we that we're gonna highlight a little bit here we'll talk about some 3d printing stuff that I want to touch on too okay and maybe I can touch on it now as long as we're here with secret squirrel okay that'll work let's put it in here a lot of people have contacted both of us about 3d printing stuff for them yeah okay and it's really hard. And the reason it's hard is because we both want to print our own stuff. <laughs> okay. And so I just want to give a quick rundown on the secret squirrel. Okay. I believe the file was $23 US dollars. Okay. Yes. $23. And wait, are we going to do math? I'm going to do the math. Don't worry. Okay. And because the slicer program will figure out cost for us. It does. Um, Thank God. <laughs> we're looking at about $11 in resin. Okay. So you're $44 in before you even start. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a lot of people want to call us and just spend the $44 and have us print it for them. And that's great if I have nothing else going in the world. Okay. <laughs> but what this does, again, what people don't understand is this ties up your printer for approximately 17 hours. Just this piece. Okay. Um, not to mention you probably spend two hours of your own time putting the supports on all the pieces and Hoping you don't get a fail. In the case of the secret squirrel, I did get a fail and I had to redo the body. So 17 hours now, what, what I've been kind of told, and man, if there's people out there that know better, please tell us. I've been told 3 to $4 an hour for printing. You know, that's what you charge. Yeah. Okay. That's what I've heard too. So that would be $68. Okay. In, um, Print caught, or you know, in in charging to do this, whatever fair market, whatever, which covers your like that's a price I think would 
and it's the same with pricing art. You kind of never know how to do it, but you have to figure into that cost all the incidentals as well. Gloves, cleaner, fab sheets, alcohol, yep. electricity, electricity, like all this stuff. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and you know, it, it's like, like you just said, paper towels, paper okay? towels. You go through like water. People, people that don't 3d print don't realize the amount of paper towels and the amount of denatured alcohol or yeah. whatever you're using to clean it. You go through the time that you have to spend cleaning up. Okay. <laughs> Each print you have to take about four minutes. I've started to time it now just to stir the resin in the vat because it starts to break up a little bit. So you got to stir it up before you start your next print. Yeah. Uh, so it's one of the things I hate the most about it. Okay. I kind of like it. <laughs> I don't know why. It's a pain in the ass. I, I like it. watching it swirl. Um, then the curing time, you know, and, and the thing is, you know, we spent the, the $500 on the printer. We spent the $200 on the wash and cure station. Okay. You, you spent the money on the, on the alcohol and all the supplies that you need. You know, I, I'm guessing we're each a thousand dollars in before we even started printing. Yeah. Yep. So, it's not that I don't want to print for people. I will. And now, so in the case of the secret squirrel, if someone approached me and I have been approached by a few people to print this for them. Now I want to explain something. The artist <laughs> only gets, and we'll touch on this in email in an yeah. email that we got, but all the artists that rendered this gets is the money he gets for the file. So if I print it for you, it's not that they have a problem with me printing it for you. But I'm going to make you buy that file. I'm going to make you spend that $23 and you're going to send me that file, even though I already have it. You're going to send me that file to show me you bought that file and supported the artist. Okay. Now, in the case of this, I would probably knock the price down because I've already got this file supported. So I don't have that time into it. At this point, it's a plug and play for me. Yeah. Go down, plug it in, pour resident in the vat and hit the button. But you know, it's still when all is said and done, and this is why I bought a 3D printer, it cost me $44. But if someone wants me to do it for them, it, it's going to be more because it's there. There's, yeah, there's things into it. And I, I, I hope people, and I'm can not trying to be a cheap no, ass. I, no. You know, like, like, and, and I used to get this when I first started resin casting years ago. Well, that resin kit's only $10 worth of resin. And yeah, that might be true. Okay, but you've paid a sculptor. You've molded it. Okay, you've taken your time to cast it. You've, you know, you've done whatever. If you've done, taken there's out. There's also ad, the. You know, I mean, people. Yeah. Need, there's an expertise fee as well. Mm -hmm. I think that, and I know artists like they include that. It it took you time to learn how to do everything, and some of yes. that needs to be figured in as well. So, and we're not bitching. I don't want to no. sound like we're bitching, but we just want everyone to know that if. And if you, you get ask, a price, there's going to be. <laughs> well, and, I, and I've had some guys come to me with prices where they've been told like $300. Yeah. And uh, it's like, you know, when you go and you look at the kit, and sometimes you can look at it and it'll tell you the breakdown. You got to get back to these people and say, it's really not a bad price. Yeah. Okay. Especially if it's and, like a 30 print or 30 part print. And, and I have a lot of friends in this hobby and I don't mind doing friends a favor. <laughs> no. Okay. 
at all, but at some point I I gotta now, you know, again, I might get more lenient when there's nothing out there for me to print and my printer's yeah. sitting down there doing nothing, <laughs> you know, I, I'm gonna be more apt to want to help yeah. you. But uh thanks to my friend uh well here, um yeah, that don't look like that's gonna happen anytime soon. <laughs> Matter of fact, I might need money. So yeah. send money. So anyway, again, not bitching, not complaining. I just I thought it was a good segue into kind of explaining it to people. Yeah. Okay. And and, I, and the other side of that is on my workbench end of it, my 3D printer broke. I came down after printing something for you, for somebody, and I touched it and it was hot. And I was like, what? That's not right. And the motherboard burned out. And so now I'm waiting 10 to 20 days for a motherboard to show up from Elegoo because it's still under warranty, but I'm down. Like I have nothing to do. So what I've done for the, I don't have pictures because there's really nothing to show. I took every print that I've printed so far that was in parts and did a ton of sanding and just built and primed a bunch of stuff. Um, I haven't got, I want to get to regular painting again here, but I wanted to just get my bench back because there was just nothing but parts and crazy crazy stuff i've got bins everywhere full I know. Of parts and, so, and, and then that was one of it so the one thing i did finally build this is one of the first things i printed and this was like a limited edition tribute piece this is a ninja turtle look at this fucking thing so this is all the ninja turtles and this one i don't think you can even buy the file anymore because it was a limited tribute thing it is coming out on a patreon thing i think in parts but this was like I I don't even know what to say about this. It is so cool. I, I am going to just faux bronze this because I think to me this looks like a statue. Uh, there's so much going on. I don't want to put all of them in there. I am going to print Leo again and do like and paint that one. But man, how cool. Uh, the other thing I printed, and again, we're getting away from garage kits more and more, which bothers me because I want to keep garage kits, but there's just not as much. I did this Beholder which has this tongue that comes out of his mouth and really cool. But a lot of stuff uh, printed. That was my workbench, just basically getting stuff off the bench and ready to paint. Um, and, and we are not trying to get away from garage kits. At no, all. we're not. It's just, it, it seems like a very slow time. It does seem really slow. It really does. There's some stuff coming out, but man, it, well, it, and again, you know, I, I've heard some, people say to me it's the paul gill show and it's like well paul's putting stuff out yeah he is okay and Trying. paul is also sending us stuff <laughs> and when i say sending us stuff well he does send us stuff for giveaways which yeah. is great but um, it's like this episode has turned into just a clean house episode this is what how we're yeah. functioning but anyway right um but you know paul's continuing to put new stuff out new stuff yeah. out new stuff out and right now it seems like everyone else is kind of stagnant from what i've seen and I've had a hard time in the last couple of weeks getting online and looking for things actively. I need to be better at that. Um, it's just been, <laughs> we've got a lot going on here in Illinois. Um, and this episode is more of just, it's going to be short. We promise. Uh, sort of. I came up with a great idea. I'll be the judge of that. I think. Are you done with your uh, work? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. You got enough. <laughs> okay. So the workbench is over. Let's do our little strange interview that you got here. It is, it is a strange interview. Okay. 
Um, and I'll start it out by saying uh, that this gentleman, well, winner. And I, I love the pun on winner because he's a winner of a sculpture. <laughs> he's a winner of a sculpture. Um, and I, so I've been buying a bunch of his files. So how did you become, did you just email him and say, Hey dude, your stuff's great. And he just got back to you or. Right. Well, one thing, and again, if people are buying files, I'm going to try to make this quick to not bore all the garage kit guys, but a lot of them do seem interested. Um, CG trader is where I have exclusively bought files. There's other places, but I have bought exclusively here because that's where I found what I like the most of. And this gentleman and the gentleman I we featured a couple episodes ago are both doing the best cartoon kits that I've seen out there. And so in the process, you can send them messages and you can leave them feedback. And, and I will say, if you buy something from these guys, leave them feedback because the more feedback they get when they get to a certain amount, that's less that um, that's more money they'll get in the end. Like oh really? They, yes. Okay, I didn't know that. At least that's what the one gentleman told me. So make make sure you leave feedback, even if you bought twenty kits from the guy. So you know, I leave feedback on every kit once it's printed, and I've messaged him a few times and sent him pictures of the printed um, pieces. And I don't know if he has a printer, but I know the <laughs> last guy, Diego, didn't even have a printer. And I'm like, you're making all this beautiful stuff, and you don't even have a printer. <laughs> and both of these guys are from brazil and um so i reached out to to well and i said hey you know we've got this show i want to feature your work are you okay with that he's like yeah that'd be great and so he sent me some information and with the information he sent me i then wrote him and said hey can i ask a few questions will you answer them and he said sure and he was nice enough to answer them in a very unique way which we'll show here in a minute I just, I want to briefly go over his quick email to me. Okay. And I'm going to read it as he wrote it and understand he is from Brazil, uh, from Sierra, which is in Fortaleza. Okay. And um, I, <laughs> I hope, hope he understands we're, we're two idiots from <clears throat> Chicago yeah, we're, we're, that we're can't talk either. Chicago. Okay. But um, <clears throat> so he sent me this letter. I barely speak English, so... Well, and when you do, it's... <laughs> so, you're, hi, my friend Scott, how are you? I'm sending these reports about myself. My name is Well Winner. I was born and live in Brazil, a beautiful country. Um, he talks a little about who it's ruled by right now, and he's not happy, and we, that's all we'll say about that. He's 45 years old. He was born on Christmas Day, December he's 25th, like my age. 1975. Yeah, I'm a 74 baby. Um, so, ooh, good. More people. So, my this, this, the state I live in, Brazil, is called Sierra, and my city is Fortaleza, which is the capital, I believe, of Sierra. I'm the father of two children, one 12, the other five. They both already love the cartoon universe. I have my wife, who has supported me for 20 years with my crazy cartoons. <laughs> I really love the cartoon universe. I'm a character designer and animator, two dimensional, three, and three dimensional. With all this confusion that is in the world, and especially in my country, I try to survive with dignity by producing art in archives for collectors. I believe 
I will still achieve professional stability through what I do best, modeling and animating. Started drawing when he was five years old, and since then I haven't stopped. In 2017, I won an art and animation contest held by Toon Boom Animation Canada in honor of Canada's 150th anniversary. And with this growth of 3D printing around the world, I found a way to make a living, which is to produce STLs for 3D printing. For the time being, I am not proficient in fluent English, but I will take a course so that we can converse freely. And I think he's don't do done. that. <laughs> don't do that. And, but and this letter's fine. So yeah, no, he, yeah, it's already better than um, half the emails I get. I'm immensely happy for the support you give my work. If I have a desire to get rich doing what I love, yes. Ha ha ha. A big hug, Scott, to you and your guys. Best wishes. Well, winner. Okay. Um, he's given us his Insta account, Instagram. He's given us this art. All right, station we'll put that all up there. And we're going to put it all yep. on there at the end. He's got a YouTube channel, which you can actually close caption in English. So you can um, watch it if you want. Oh, cool. Okay. And uh, he sends a couple pictures of himself and he cracks me up because he reminds me of Anthony. Uh, he does a little, a little yeah, bit. there is some Mestis in there. Okay. So um, with that, uh, we'll put up some pictures and this is the CG trader. Um, these are the 60 models he currently has on here. Okay. And if you want bigger images, you can go to CG Trader, look him up. And a lot of times he shows the parts breakdown and everything. And just a there's a Scooby-Doo collection that's fantastic. Um, I want that done, Muttley. I want the Muttley. The Muttley. And I don't know if you can see that there. He's done the, one of the uh, Dastardly and the Flying Machines. And you might, if you're on my Facebook page, you'll recognize a lot of these I've printed and done. Um, I'm looking at Penelope Pitstop. I still have to get the Dastardly and Muttley characters. Oh, wait. Is there a, a Teenage Pebbles? I no, see the that, Pebbles. I think I saw one somewhere, though. But Dude. I know what you're talking about. I had the biggest crush on Teenage Pebbles when I was a kid. What was amazing to me about Well was, man, he really dug up some obscure Hanna-Barbera characters. Yeah. Touche Turtle. Um, Lippy the Lion and Hardy Har Har. Okay. These are not. No. Everyday Ricochet Rabbit. Eh, Maybe Ricochet Rabbit's more everyday, but it's still, you know. So, um. I'm printing the Frankenstein Jr. right now. It's huge. So anyway, I wrote him some questions. And then I'll give you the questions. And as I give the questions, I believe I have his answers in order here in our slideshow. Jason okay. will pop them up. And um, and then I'll read his answer as well, just for those that are listening. But I just thought it was cool that this is how he sent his answers to us. And uh, it was really... so. Uh, his original intention was to answer them in a video, uh, but he just ran out of time and uh, he was going to answer them in English um, on a video. So I wrote to him, I said, how were you introduced to some of these classic cartoons that came out before you were born? And a lot of these cartoons started in the early sixties, you know? So um, what he told us is around 82, Hanna-Barbera used to dominate Brazilian television with cartoons. So he was about seven years old, 
and facing the television, trying to draw characters he loved and still loves. The Impossibles, Motley, Scooby-Doo, Captain Caveman, and many others. So I, I thought that's so cool. But, I mean, yeah. that's when I was, because me and him are the same age. When I was a kid, those were on TV all the time still. Even though they were about 10, 15 years old by that time, they were on TV all the time when I was little. Well, what I discovered was, um, I saw a YouTube video about Hanna-Barbera. Now, Ted Turner bought the Hanna-Barbera stuff to uh, show on Cartoon Network, which he owned. So you were probably started to, well, that was still pre-cable, yeah. though, when you guys were. No, yeah, it. I'm talking in the 70s, like when, yeah. like. Which and they used to show it after that. school. Yeah, they had the yeah. McGilla Gorilla show here. Yeah, all that I remember Ricochet Rabbit all the time. Like that Adam Ant was on all the time. Yep. All that stuff. Okay. So I then asked, um, did you go to any type of art school or are you self-taught? And he replied, um, I'm completely autodidact, which I'm assuming is self-taught. <laughs> okay. He grew up among seven siblings and, and his father was the only one with a job. So he wouldn't have money to invest in his talent. His school was a bunch of comics of Disney, Marvel, and Hanna-Barbera on TV. And only now as an adult has he had some technical courses in uh, 3D rendering and stuff. So to me, this this is amazing talent. This, this yeah. is God-given talent. Um, You know, to, to just be able to do that. Um, I asked him, what program do you use for 3D sculpting? ZBrush Blender. He uh, answered he uses ZBrush. It's a magnificent tool, but I like to switch from ZBrush to Blender or Maya. Maya. Or Maya. Maya. Okay. Yep. And I then asked him, why do you prefer cartoon? Actually, Jason, that was your question. Yeah. Uh, when I told you I was going to send some questions. Um, great question. I identify myself with cartoons. They're funny, charismatic full of body movement seems a lot like me. Okay. And you can, <laughs> you can tell by the photo. Yeah. 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 Uh, Wells got some personality here for sure. Dude, we got to sure. go to Brazil. Really awesome. Um, I asked him, I said, you mentioned in your biography that you were making a living selling STL files, which one's been your biggest seller and how many of that one have you sold? Yes. Selling STLs has helped me during the pandemic. I do have the desire to keep making STLs, but sometimes I make some animations, shirt stamps, and illustrations. The competition is great among the STL market, so I seek to make that my works are always attractive and original. There are months that I can sell around 12 STL files, which doesn't seem like a lot considering, you right. know. Um, if that's the case, I bought a month worth in the last month for sure <laughs> and uh jamie just bought um the frankenstein jr so okay i sent, I'm sent gonna, some business your way yeah, I'm, I'm coming um, too i'm coming so he didn't tell us um which one was his biggest seller yet but um you know it, it's uh he's doing it so i ask another question and this is one you know we've we've talked about with tony um do you worry about people just reselling, stealing your files? Or do you think that if they're priced right, people will just buy them rather than look for them elsewhere? Another excellent question, my friends. I always try to be fair in the values. 
of my files because it's not being exclusive. It's a product on the shelf and whoever wants it can buy it. But if a customer asks me to do something exclusively, exclusively for him, I think of a fair budget to the order and I still give him the following options. Exclusive value where I will not put in my online store to sell or half the budget amount and put them in my online store. Recently, a client from Saudi Arabia ordered something exclusive from me. It cost him 420 euros. I did the math, it's about $500. I did it and he was very happy. Image in the attachment. And there it is. It's a Sinbad uh, figure there. Nice. People with no vision buy their models and share them for free. People of vision help the artist and end up having a bond with him, earning respect and credits. I I have even received some messages from competitors asking how how's my production workflow? Ha ha ha. Maybe in the future I will develop some course which honestly won't be cheap at all. People so, with vision. I love that. That he, he nails it. But he he is so right. And again, um don't be an asshole. Is what it boils yeah. down to. Have vision. Yeah. Support. Okay. Support this guy. I, it's it's that easy. If you like cartoon kits like I do, okay, and then pay someone to print it for you. If you don't want to buy a printer, you don't want to invest all that money in the printer, and then as we talked about earlier, yeah, you're gonna have to pay somebody to yeah. print. But you know, you look at some of these, and, and you know, if they were garage kits, what would you be paying for? A lot. Okay, and maybe I'm out of my maybe I'm out of whack on the printing charge, and and maybe we'll revisit that in a future episode but um i don't think you're that <laughs> far yeah and, and again so uh, my last question was i come from what they call here in, in the u.s and other countries the garage kid hobby lots of kiss kits based on classic movie monsters sci-fi etc are there any subjects you want to do in the future that are not animated and his answer is in fact everything in my life is centered on what i do animation I want to get to my best self yet. I want to do exhibitions, provide services for large toy producers and collectibles. And I still want to go to the United States. I believe that a lot of good things will happen until I get into my 50s. Yeah, that's when everything starts to freeze up and you get old. Trust me. Maybe not in Brazil. Maybe like the but, weather down um, there is better. So I just thought, and again, you'll see these screen grabs. This is how he answered us. I just thought it was awesome. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, even his answers were artistic. Yeah. Thank you, Well, There was some, and then, and then Well included a little something for us that he called a gift. (laughs) Oh, and, and there's two of the most handsome guys. He ought to do a 3d model of us. Oh no, don't do that. But make me skinny skinny and make him fat. Oh, Uh but, um, I, no, we love this and thank you so much for this. And that is really cool. That's again, you know, when he, when he talked about the competition in STLs, I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm not trying to put anybody's work down, but between well and Diego, the other guy that I bought from, and there's a few odds and ends that I bought that Looney Tunes piece. It's a bunch of pieces. Yeah. These guys are heads and tails above the rest. As far as I'm concerned. Okay. There's a lot of, and you'll find if you go on CG Trader, there's a lot of very average stuff. Um, yeah, there is. 
I'm not trying to knock anybody, no. but it's you should know where you're at, you know. And and a guy I believe well knows where he's at, and I need like Tony Cipriano knows where he's at. Okay, um, and you get that. I mean, put that in Garage Kit context. There's, yeah. you know, who your good Garage Kit guys are, and you know who the guys are just okay. Then those sculpts aren't as good, and. I equate it to, I mean, if you think back to like the real early days of garage kits, when things were kind of wonky and stiff and, you know, the hands were real chubby, fat fingers. And there's a lot of that in, when you look on CD trade, like of people who are not like, are still learning how to do this. And then they put it up for sale anyway, hoping that someone will buy it. There's a lot of that going on, but not as much as the early days. No, and, no, in no. the early days, I mean, you know, people would throw yeah, as far as garage kits now, them. it's, I mean, it's weeded out. You have your like what five ten guys that are yeah doing, doing everything um but thank you well that like this is really cool hopefully we do get to meet one day and we'll have you on like personally and maybe even come visit or if you want to come visit here we'll see that's awesome i love that drawing makes me look good yeah you actually look good in that picture i do look good your hair i only have okay. one chin i only have one chin there <laughs> we gotta fix that i'm gonna get a marker <laughs> I'm gonna fix you. I hide my chins with with that my my lack of chin, actually. That's great. Oh, so, um, seems like a super great guy. Um, seems like a lot of fun. Loves the same stuff I do. You found a I brother. Send, That's I send really. Him a, you send him a, a want list all the time, and then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm spending money. Here you go. Here you go. Make it rain. Oh, you know. God. Oh yeah, Scott's. Tr- Scott's making it rain. Here you go. Making it rain. Climb that pole. Get up there. Oh, but, oh um, man. It's doing some beautiful work. Yeah, it is. I'll continue to buy. Like I said, the Peter Potamus, of course, will be on my list. And he's got some other stuff that it's just not subject matter I'm interested in, but it's still really nice. Mm-hmm. So, like the He Man stuff. I like the He Man stuff. I like He Man. So, yeah. So, uh, that's great. That's really cool. And then um, at the end um, here, this is a little message he recorded for us. Hi, Scotty, Jason. Thanks for the advice, man. And there we are. So uh, again, thanks, thanks, well, thank we you, well. And he also, I had no idea how to pronounce his name, <laughs> so he sent us. He sent me an MP4 how to pronounce his name. Because um, I'm looking at U E L and I'm like U U L U. Hey, Portuguese is weird. I don't know how to do any Portuguese. Yeah. So. And so it it sounds like sounds like in English <laughs> well, but I I think if you really look in the pronunciation, it's more like you well, you well. You yeah. know when you say it fast, when you say it fast, it does sound like well. But if you probably really enunciate it, it's probably well, you well. You know, but when you say it fast, it's well. And we're not making fun of the man's name at all. It's uh. You know, what a great guy. Thanks for uh, helping out. I'll continue to support him. If you're a 3D printer and you like his stuff, support him. If you want us to print some of his stuff, um, I might even give you a little discount if you support the guy. Because uh, there you go. Look at you. You have a big heart. <laughs> yeah. uh, emails and corrections, Scott. So the Munsters kit we shared last episode, and we're going to kind of keep this brief was apparently not painted by the person who posted it posted it so we don't know who po- like painted that kit 
So thank you for sharing the picture of the kit, but we don't know who actually painted it. If anyone knows who built and painted that monsters kit, we would love to give them credit. So please let us know if you know. If you don't know, we're give trying. Another correction. Yeah, we'll make another correction. We're trying. We want to get that cleared up. Who actually built and painted that? So if um, you call Shanna Worthling Shana one more time, she's gonna fucking. What am I doing? Shana. Calling her Shana. You called her Shana last episode. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Okay. Okay. I am and, from uh, up here where my A's are long. Shana. No, Shanna. 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 That hurts to say. It's going to hurt you more if you don't say like, it. Shanna. Okay. I, yeah. Frankly, yeah. I think Shanna can kick <laughs> your ass. Oh, I know okay. she could. I know she could. Right. Shanna. So. Shanna. That's right hard now, to say. She's putting. No, it's not hard to yes, say. It is. No, then yeah. you're. It's Shane. You've got a speech impediment. Shana, I do. It's, news. it's okay. called Southside. That's my impediment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Speaking of getting rid of that, we have a solution to the mumbling emails. This ought to be good. We have voicemail now. <laughs> We're going to try this and see if it works. So instead of, and I, you can still send an email if you wish, but we have a phone number. And that phone number is... 708-816-4299. I got 42 on purpose. I picked that one. So 708-816-4299 if you want to leave us a voicemail. And hopefully I can play the voicemail next episode and not have to read an email. This may solve a lot of the boring reading. Um, and my mumbling. Yeah, who's ever given us the thumbs down? Yeah, leave a voicemail. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that'd be cool. So again, 708 816 4299. That is our phone number. Leave us a voicemail. Let's see how it goes. If you want to leave us an email, it is modelclubtv at gmail.com. Make the voicemails real long because try and Jake keep them short. It has to listen to them and figure out how to put them all in the computer. So it should be easy. It should be just pressing a button anyway. But that's how the last hour went and it didn't work. So behind the scenes fun. Our first email is from Logan Torres. And to paraphrase, they're kind of long. So I'm going to kind of shorten them up here a bit. Uh, he watched some videos of the IPMS show and the vendor room and said it was very sparse, sparsely attended. It looked like vendors and people. And he said, it's the same thing over and over airplanes, boats, tanks, all that sort of stuff. All he finds are people that have boxes stacked ceiling high. And no one really builds anything. They just collect the boxes of stuff, which, I mean, people on our side do that as well. Uh, and he said the so baby boomers. Wrong. What? Is that wrong? <laughs> what? No, it's not. Is it wrong? <laughs> no. The baby boomers are not getting any younger. And us Gen X and younger don't want this kind of thing. And Atlantis reproducing the airplane visible engine. Oh, goody. Just what I never wanted. And a host of other, other things I've never wanted. So they can produce that, but cancel all their Freddy Flypogger kits. Not too swift. It's a shame a hobby is founded on horrible parts of our histories and a positive thing. Uh, to keep this type of hobby going, selling paints and accessories. This little figure kit hobby we have was not founded on wars, just nostalgia. You can put this on your show. So he's kind of upset with subject matter and do a little more uh, positive thing. Uh, his other email, wanting to be stuck in the past. Yeah, maybe some people don't want to relive their childhood being locked in their room 
building model clits using that horrible airplane cement and using enamel paints. Maybe you want a cheap way to get high. You know it's the truth. Eh, I was smelling paint the other day. I kind of get, get it. Uh, being stuck, you can't go forward. Yes, this goes for Mr. Scott, a.k.a. Movie Wuss, as George said. Did George call me a movie wuss? I, I, I guess he did. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> 3D printing is moving forward without forward, not without risk, but risks are few compared to what's now available, which would never be available because of risk and being stuck uh, single-minded and trapped in one's nostalgia. Uh, Al Matrone needs to find a buyer for geometric. He's dragged his feet and made multiple excuses over and over. You allow yourself to be helpless because it's easier to do than move past the barricades in front of you. Uh, George was a great guest. I'm sure he has more stories. Now, next show, we get to watch Scott paint something. Jason needs some meditation music instead of Psycho Gorman because being a teacher is very difficult. I, I understand what he's saying, but what's funny is the Freddy Flypogger kid he's upset is also a baby boomer kid. Okay. It's just I don't even different... know what that is. So, <laughs> yeah. so it, it's, it's still also a baby boomer type kid. I'll try and find a picture and put it up here because I have no, I, I have no 50 idea. Anybody years old that's buying plastic styrene models is not the norm. Okay. Nope. So these companies do any kind of research they're going to see that there's still a want for the nostalgia of the old kits and the world war two stuff. And there's also figure modelers are just so small and the military modelers that are out there outnumber us by tens of thousands. I'm sure. And I think his point over the last few emails he sent, how long is that going to last though? Like till we start dying off. I, I mean, the military guys are in their eighties and seventies. They aren't going to be around much longer at all. And that military stuff's gone. It just is. Like, there's no one that's going to, my, the kid, the one kid I have at school, he's, his grandpa is who he builds model kits with. He's the one kid I know that builds models and he does cars. And I know his grandpa does planes and stuff, but no one cares about that stuff at all when it comes to kids stuff. So who knows? There's. Well, it's like anything else. You know, any more kids, Gen X, whatever you want to say, they're saving all their photographs on hard drives or flash drives or whatever. Photo albums are going to be a thing of the past. What's going to happen to all these photo albums that people like your parents have, my parents had that now I have. Um, You know, it's, it's all the kids don't want to save this stuff. They, no. they just, it, they, there's no attachment. Like, I don't know. It was some weird attachment in the fifties and sixties that the baby boomers latched on to the monster stuff and the, you know, cartoons and stuff like that. I don't know. I get it. But, and, and then there's some weird attachment that we want to go back and relive it. And yeah, it, it's, I, I get it, but it's weird, but I don't know without branching out into stuff, like you say, the miniatures, the Warhammer and and stuff like that. The garage kid hobby might just. It's going to blend into everything else. It's going to go away. It is. And I I remember um, Steve did an interview one time. Steve Rojas. Basically saying, this is our hobby. This is our stuff. This is 
And I think when he said R, he, he was referring mainly to baby boomers and, and the early Gen X's. This is our stuff. This is our hobby. And it's not something that's going to keep going. Yeah, I agree okay. with him. You know, 50 years from now, an Aurora model kit is probably going to be worthless because nobody's going to care. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. So um, everyone sell your stuff quick. It's time. <laughs> it's time. Or you're going to lose that. Or enjoy it while you got it. Or enjoy, enjoy it while you Build it. How about this? Build it. Well, yeah. And I've always said that. Don't worry about the value of something. You know, if you're building, if you're buying something to, to make money on it, you're buying it for the wrong reason. Yeah. All right. Phil. Phil. Phil who? Phil Kupka. Hey guys, just finished watching episode 29. The best part of this episode was the interview with the Honorable Judge George Stevenson. I've known George since I met him at the first Wonderfest, formerly known as the Louisville Toy and Model Show. And without a doubt, he has always been one of the most moral, ethical, friendly persons I have ever met. And yes, Your Honor, I do speak for the, from the heart when I say that my years working for geometric design was the best job I ever had. Scotty, you were right about me doing vinyl work for Geo. A few times of getting vinyl fragments stuck in the molds, I thought it best that I stick to slinging resin and performing my other duties there. Jason, or should I call you Jesus, I too am half Polish on my dad's side and Irish on my mom's side. Man, I found out I was Irish too after like cursing the Irish for years, which was <laughs> not good. Um, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, back when they were the thing, I used to tell them all the time. Sad to say though, Jason, I never got into traveling bondage with an electric fly swatter. I never knew that was a thing, uh, an electric fly swatter that is. And I never collected dead things in jars of alcohol to each his own. Enough said this time. And Phil sends in some more kits for the gallery. I love how the, uh, the, uh, Traveling bondage show. Okay, hey guys, this is from Greg. <laughs> this is from Gar Greg Damian. Hey guys, a little late on writing about episode 28, but have to comment a little about it here. Scott's rant, Scott's rant about feet has to be one of the craziest and funny things, funniest things I ever heard. I'd rather have hooves than feet which I think is still probably the best sentence that's ever been on this show. I just may use that as my new ringtone. Brilliant. Also fell off the couch listening to Jason's bloody painting exploit. You guys just keep getting better and better. Suicide Squad loved it and loved Ratcatcher 2. Uh, glad she made it through for a sequel. Spoilers. Sorry. Uh, as for the Chicago get-together, I'm, I'm all in on that. I will finally meet you guys, or do I want to? No. Uh, there definitely has to be a lot more modelers in the Chicago area for sure. And getting together to talk shop or movies or whatever, I'm retired and time is free. Now for episode 29, totally loved interview with George. He is just a fountain of information and ideas. I first met George back in the late 90s at Chiller when I picked up several of his micro minis when he was running Geometric. The next time I saw and spoke to him was at Adepticon 2019 and was surprised to see him there since it wasn't a garage kit event and more for gamers. Found out now he ran Blackheart and was branching out into the to, out to the miniature modelers of the gaming world, which I think was a great move. I brought I bought several more of his new micro mini creations and I got my juices flowing again to go to Wonderfest that same year. I guess I owe George a big thank you for me for deciding to kick myself in the rear and get back to doing this wonderful hobby. Many times I have mulled over getting one of his one one scale uh, wall hanger or a bus, but have so far backed off since space is an issue for me. Thus, the minis are perfect. Love the Exorcist bust. And even though it's a big it is big, I plan on getting one of them. 
I think I have more of George's kits, more of George's kits than Jaeger's, but it's close. Uh, close. Keep up the good work and let me know when the barbecue will be. We're still working on that. We're still working on that. I, I again, only... Chicago area people, um, get a hold of us. Uh, we're running out of warm weather. Yeah. We could do it in January. That'd be fun. Yeah, your house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, from Marty. Marty Nero. Hello, Jason and Scott. Episode 29 was a blast to watch, but first I want to offer my condolences to Tom and the passing of his wife. Our thoughts and prayers go out to you and your family, Tom. Best song, Frig Off. Really, Jason? Haha, I guess we all have different tastes in basically everything. Ha, uh, me, well, hands down, my all-time favorite song is the Edder, Edgar Winter Group Frankenstein's Frankenstein. No surprise, right? Jason, love what you did for the 3D printing of Legend. Beautiful, subtle work indeed. Congratulations. Scott, that Looney Tunes 3D looks 3D printing looks amazing. I'm so happy that you are doing more and more stuff. And man, they all look incredible. You seem to be having a lot of good fun doing these kits. Good for you, buddy. Oh, I love the new feature, Guest Workbench. Gary seems like a really nice guy and showed us an amazing collection of very rare kits. That war machine is brilliant. His studio looks amazing. Love the idea of showing our work area or studios, possibly a future addition to the show. Uh, we got no one. <laughs> if you would like to be a guest <laughs> on Guest Workbench, let us know. We had no one uh, bite on that. So. If you'd like to be a guest as a producer, let us know. Yeah, anything. Guess we're we're still we have some lined up. We have we have a few lined up, but always looking for more. Uh I love the interview with George. Great interview, respectful, insightful, intelligent. I enjoyed the part where George discussed his first awareness of the other side, the mini modeler crowd. Fascinating. The whole idea of them being more outspoken, more extroverted, while we, the resin heads, being more introspected. I love topics like this. Hey Scott, don't worry about not seeing all those films, man. I still haven't seen so many films, including The Wizard of Oz. What? Hold on. Scott, have you seen The Wizard of Oz? Many times. Okay. <sighs> okay. Uh, okay, I rambled enough. Love what you two are doing, bringing the community together. That two hours just flew by. Thanks, Marty. Appreciate it. I think it was two and a half, Marty, but thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Felt like two. Uh, and this is from... Marty's just being nice because I'm going to do some printing for him. <laughs> Just kidding, Marty. Just kidding. Uh, this email is from Chris Greer and uh, Gear. And he left a comment in the last episode about Star Wars models. Uh, that we don't talk about Star Wars models enough. So I said, hey, send them in. And he did. So in the uh, viewers gallery, there's going to be a bunch of Star Wars kits from uh, Chris. Uh, let me re rewrote. Hi, this is Hayes from the YouTube comment on the show. Uh, my real name is Chris Gear, and I am from Cologne, Germany. Yes, that's certainly true. In Star Wars model making, it's less about figures or busts. Here, it's really more about spaceships and vehicles. But here, too, there are some garage kit manufacturers, such as, for example, Randy Cooper has been doing this for decades. But the classic garage kits are more or less a thing of the past with Star Wars model making, even more so than with the kits that you usually deal with. Uh, of course, there are still garage kits available, but these days there are more digital garage kits mainly because of the production of a classic screen-accurate mold or cast resin kit, is so much more complex and, above all, so much more expensive. I assume that you have a vague idea of how the Star Wars uh, studio models uh, back in the 70s, 80s have arisen. Uh, example, to build a master sand crawler with all the original uh, Donner parts from a very rare tank model kits from which you can then make molds cost between $10,000 to $20,000. 
That I was not aware of. Uh, the modern garage kits are computer designed and well and printed on industrial SLA resin printers in China. Of course, there are still a few enthusiasts who manufacture garage kits the good old fashioned way, but then such kit, such a kit costs as much as a used car. Anyway, both of these kits are way too expensive for me. I build everything that fits my budget. I pimp vintage model kits, scratch build some dioramas, did toy conversions or print some figures. I've had, uh, have attached a few pictures of my models. Please, please feel free to share them on the show. And we will. And I, that's a whole, like, there aren't a lot of Star Wars models. There really aren't. Um, there's always, you get Darth Mauls, you get Yodas. But other than Stan. Darth Vader's, you do you get your Darth Vader. But I mean, you have this whole universe. There's so many, like, creatures, monsters. And you just don't see them in Garage Kids. And I, I don't know why. And I think it goes back to the boomer thing, maybe. That's more of a Gen X thing, is it? Probably, because you were, what, two when Star Wars hit the theaters? I was three. Yeah. And I remember Um, seeing it in the theater, like part of it. I remember the, the trench run, like vividly as a memory, like being in the theater, seeing that. Yeah, there's, you know, Bondi has really stepped up. And made yes, they a have yes, beautiful they have. Star Wars kits. And prior to them, fine molds. Um, you know, the thing about sci-fi ship kit modelers, they are such sticklers for detail. Yeah. That it's, I, I don't want to say it's crazy because it's what they, it's just, it's what they do. And to give you an example, the uh, Bondi Millennium Falcon is the Millennium Falcon from the first movie. But it has the cockpit from Empire Strikes Back. And I know people that that drives absolutely bananas. Uh, see, here's and the I thing. I care less. Okay. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. And there's people Wait, that. Hold on. The cockpits are different in the movies? Yes. I have no idea. The ship is different. The ship, the ship in Empire Strikes, the Millennium Falcon in Empire Strikes Back is actually different than um, New Hope. Yes. Different, like. I think it's like thicker. You know, it, it, it's just there's okay. there's differences. I'm not saying it's totally different. It wasn't like on Han added a pipe here and they're like, oh, you can. No, but probably the people that go through it frame by frame can tell you the differences. I can't. I remember going to the Museum of Science and Industry when they had the Star Wars exhibit. I went with Thad and the late Matt Clemens and standing in front of this three foot Millennium Falcon model, which was just awesome to see it in person. Well, which one did we go to? Was it the same show? No, but it was similar. The one we went to in Indianapolis. And Matt Clemens stood in front of this model and basically said, that's from this tank. And that's from this model kit because Matt was a military modeler Mm -hmm. as well. And so he knew what everything was and what models it came off of. And it was just, it was amazing, you know? And, um, looking at at that time phantom menace had just come out and they had one of the pod racer models and as i'm looking at it close i can see oh yeah that was a fan belt from a car model i don't know what car model but you know you just see how they would incorporate things and uh it's cool when they do that stuff i I really like what what do they just have endless shelves of model kits (laughs) yeah what do we got in here yeah they ran to walmart and we're like or not walmart uh Woolworths. I'm like, we need models. Yeah, Woolworths, because there's Woolworths still around. 
No, I'm Walmart talking, was no, I'm talking like back when they did the original. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if Woolworths was around then, but there, there was one. There was, there was when one, I was a yeah. kid in Berwyn. Yeah. Berwyn. Yeah. Okay. Uh, from Kendall kind of, I'm going to kind of skip what he read, wrote, but I'm going to put a little montage of the pictures that he sent in. He's doing, he's using that electric fly swatter. <laughs> Not really. He actually bought a uh, static grass applicator and he's been doing a lot of tests. So uh, with grass application and how it works and kind of walking us through what he's done. Um, he's got some really cool examples in here of what he did. And also he has some examples of when he was using the sawdust to make grass pieces and mixing it with paint. So that's, I'm going to throw here a little bit. Some of these pictures uh, very interesting. It's just really kind of hard to share here in a long extended way. So I'm just going to kind of put these up and show you what he's been doing. And I like that people like that. He's just doing tests on grass and making uh, for bases and stuff and doing little swatches and stuff. Um, it's good stuff. And uh, he's not traveling bondage. I don't get why everyone's prudes. I, do, I don't get it. Prude. Okay. I don't get it. I don't get it. I like making masks and costumes, and that's what the whole show was. So. I think so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Freak show. Freak show. I was covered in blood with candle wax on my head for most of the show. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Nothing unnormal. Fake blood. Fake blood. And I had a great time with a clown shoe once. All right. <laughs> Never putting my foot in that shoe. Nope. Uh, I had a great time with a clown shoe. I don't even want clowns. to know what that means. No, you don't. <laughs> they clown shoes make the loudest noise when you hit somebody with them. These plastic oh clown God. shoes. I'll leave it at that. Spank me, Daddy. Okay. With a clown shoe. Yeah, I'm a prude. <laughs> All right, from Ray LeGrant, and this is what I wanted to get into this whole episode, but we're way far in. So uh, after watching the last episode, I have a question for Scott. After purchasing a file for a 3D printer, how much of that money goes to the original artist of the cartoon, particularly Looney Tune character? Now, I think we took this email different ways. Mm-hmm. So Scott, go ahead. And then I'll I take took my... the email to mean... How much does whoever creates the file get? Okay, I took it as the anim- the people that own Looney Tunes and created the original Looney Tune character, how much do they get? So I'll address it both ways. Okay. The person that sells something on CG Trader, depending on how much they sell and what have you, CG Trader, I think they start it, 30%. I think the more you sell, the less they take. Um, so if you sell a kid for $20 and they take 30%, you get 16. Yeah. Wait, and I get, really? I don't know. Okay. Or I'm sorry, you get, no, I was, you know what? I was wrong. Whoa, I did the wrong math. Whoa, you get 14, they get six. So anyway, you could have um, said anything and I would have agreed with it. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't have your calculator out. I took it to mean that. Okay. Now, if he means what does Warner Brothers get out of it, chances are right now, this is very much like the garage kid hobby in that nobody's licensing anything. 
Okay. And if you were, you wouldn't, it wouldn't be there. It, frankly, it wouldn't be there. And, you know, we could go into the whole license and the garage kit. Which hobby. I kind of want to do one day. Maybe we could do it now for a second. It's always been an icky area for me. Because I don't like people just taking other people's stuff and selling it and making money off of it. Because you mm -hmm. would be pissed if they did it to you. But the other side of that is we wouldn't have garage kits if people didn't do that. And it, I don't know where, like, companies have sought those licenses and it's done okay. But in the end, the money you're paying for that license isn't going to kick back and it's not going to work. So and even George, who was on right? last episode, has okay. paid for licenses. And when he started to get recast and stuff like that, went to the um, IP holder and said, hey, I need help. People are ripping me off and got no help from them at all. Yeah. And they basically took their money and ran. Yeah. Okay. Now, it's their property. They have that right. Okay. And, you know, this is something that, yeah, Marvel, DC, Warner Brothers, you know, they could probably slam the door on any time. Now, then you run into what, you know, people are using the term fan art and collector to collector and stuff like that. And I don't know how much of that is legal and, and how much of that you can get away with. Um, and it, so I just read and like, this is where I think, and I'm not going to say the name of the Patreons I'm on, but one of them is DC stuff. And the other one has stuff from kind of all over the place. And I, I, I don't know how they're getting away with it. DC has to know. DC has to be pissed off. Like at some point they're going to come in and slam the door. Like you just said, there's no way this is going to keep going on because it is, it, it's just like the music industry. It's so prevalent right now that, and it's so out in the open. I think that they're going to come in and be like, no, you're not going to do this. I know games workshop just shut down some private Facebook groups that they somehow in like people are making their own miniatures and selling them based on games workshop IP. And they are notorious for protecting their IP and good for them. I mean, they should, but to their detriment, they, they're not allowing. So for like non people who don't know games workshop is based off selling miniatures to play in their games at their tournaments and this sort of thing. They have now banned any 3d printed parts or modifications that are added to your miniatures and dioramas. So if you pay, like if you paint a miniature from one of their contests, you can't have any 3d printed anything in there. So if you're painting a space Marine and you change the shoulder pad from a 3d printed one that you got offline somewhere, you're banned from the event. You can't use that at all. It won't work. So they are fighting, I think wrongly against 3d printing. Whereas I think they could incorporate it somehow. Other companies like Marvel and Star Wars, like there's so much Star Wars and comic stuff out there in 3D print land. Lucas, Disney, are you kidding me? Oh, if I see one more baby Yoda, I'm not. I, I know, they're everywhere. And how that's going to, like, I don't know if it's that it's so big that there's no way to shut it down. And that might be it. It's like whack a mole from here on out. Well, is it, is it, cost effective to chase it 
Right. And that's, that's yeah. the other thing. Like with garage kits, when you give it, when you get a cease and desist, it's mm-hmm. one guy and you scare the hell out of him, and you know, it's like physical stuff. When it's a file on a computer, you can just put it on a server. No one knows. Like it's very similar to the music industry. And I think, yes, I feel if that's what your email was about, was the original creator. It sucks, but I don't know how you get around that unless the original creator somehow goes, Hey, I'm going to start this STL place. I'm going to hire sculptors to do stuff for me. And not to, again, I, I, I see your point and I don't disagree with your point, but you wonder with things like garage kits and even now 3d printing, what it's helping it it's it's still promoting their product okay? yeah it's it's keeping their product going it's still you know look at the interest to this day the original frankenstein and dracula came out in 1931 okay it's 90 years old this year right 90 years old this when year. does it when does that uh public domain kick in well if they renew it they keep oh, renewing it so okay. they, it doesn't, I don't believe. So for 90 years, this popularity has kept going. And mostly because of baby boomers. People that grew up seeing this stuff on TV for the first time in the 50s, 60s, 70s. And and I hate to say it, the Aurora models, you could hate them or love them or whatever. Without them, I don't think the interest in a garage kid hobby is out so it's all just been the perfect storm it's yeah you know i i get it and and it's an argument i've seen the recasters use well yeah i'm stealing from you well you're stealing from them and and no i don't think that's right either you know that and, and that would be like you know we talked about uh well earlier in his stuff you know where you could just you know i could just send you the file if i wanted to yeah okay and he would get no money for it. And there would be the, those out there that said, you know, well, he didn't pay anything for the right. You know, and this is, I guess, where it gets tricky. He's selling a sculpt. He's not actually selling. He's selling a sculpt of a character. There's nothing illegal about him doing a sculpt character. Right. Okay, but making so, money off of someone else's IP. Yeah, that 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 could be an issue. And that and, you know, now, again, too, how hard is it to chase? people in other countries which has also yeah. always been the you know uh, thailand and china and, yeah. and stuff like that you know so it's you know it's such a just, i call it the garage kit dirty little secret <laughs> and if we want to see the garage kit hobby continue or the 3d printing hobby continue or whatever uh we need to put if this is how the question was met you need to put it in your back pocket and yeah if you don't like it, the garage kid hobby then don't be part of it but if you like the garage kid hobby realize that this is the necessary evil that's part of it and yeah. i and i think I'm everyone it's legally and morally right right okay. and i think that's the other part that i've always you at some point everyone needs to admit it's gross and okay. you know what i mean because to sit there and say, oh, well, I can just do this. No, you're stealing someone's stuff. You are. But without that theft, we don't have a hobby. 
admit it. That's, I mean, that's it. Well, you might to a point. There's enough. But... I, when that's why I always kind of lean on original stuff too. Sometimes is I like that kind of thing, mm-hmm. but there's not enough people who like original stuff to keep anything going. So yeah, I'm not quite sure how the, maybe we went too far or too deep into it. Maybe he was just referring to the sculptor. <laughs> and if that's the case, the sculptor gets the percentage of what he charges. And, and that's again, why I say, if, if I'm going to print something for you, I don't care if I have the file. Okay. You need to buy the file because yeah. you need to support that artist. So from that aspect of it is I'm concerned about supporting the artist artist you want to go one step further go buy the dvd box set of secret squirrel or whatever you want and support the original ip holder okay. <laughs> is, so, wait is there a secret yeah. squirrel box set there is actually yes I think there is. <laughs> all right scott i think that brings us to the end of this episode thank the good lord yeah this was a weird one it was a nice little filler episode i think but thank you well winner uh that was that's really cool and I'm glad you reached out to him. Uh, again, email at modelclubtv at gmail.com. And from now on, please try and leave us a voicemail and leave your name so I know who you are. Uh, it's 708-816-4299. Do we even know what the quality is going to be like on this? We have no idea. So this is a giant experiment. Blow us up. Blow us up. Kaboom. So, all right, everybody. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Take care.